from the Comedy Zone at the NC Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs. Comedy Zone Podcast. You know what time it is. We don't need to play games, Bri. The people know what time it is. This is a game-free zone. It's a game, it's a game-free zone. It's a game-free zone. You know what? I, it's a fact you may not know about me. I with the place that I grew up in, there are no playgrounds anywhere in the city. Is that true? Yeah. You know why? I don't. Because I don't play no games. Because you don't play no and games. And they knew that when I came out the womb. <laughs> They got rid of all them. Swings. So they paved them all. They get, paved it all over. They said, because this man don't play no game. <clears throat> There's a CVS on every playground now. <laughs> That's exactly what they did, bro. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's great to be here. It's great to be here back for another week. We're alive. We're breathing, doing what we love to do. That's always uh, the best, uh, certainly better than the alternative. So we're happy to be here with you. We got a great show coming up today. We got a fantastic show coming today. Uh, we have Paul Hooper. Amazing, amazing comedian. And he's our first repeat guest. That's right. We liked him so much the first time. He was on with John Heffron uh, August, around August last year. Yeah. And we liked him so much we had him back. Yeah. And plus, he talked some, but we didn't really get to yeah, yeah. you know, talk to him a ton uh, the last time. I didn't get to talk to him at all because I wasn't here. Yeah. But we didn't get to talk to him a lot. So it's good to have uh, – it'll be good to have him here. Uh, we also – we got a major, major announcement coming up in the third segment I'm, I'm giddy and i don't get giddy bro but i'm giddy about this you are a little giddy i'm giddy can you see the giddy i can see there's a there's a glow you're glowing you see my knee wiggling <laughs> it's, I it's, do. Yeah. that's that's my giddy <laughs> so but this first segment uh i just wanted to talk about what's going on with me because i like to you know use the opportunity to catch people up a lot of stuff going on been doing more corporate events lately i had a corporate event here this week uh, and those are always fun. This one was interesting, though. Well, you, now, this was the safety. It was like a safety. No, you sa- know what? That got that got moved back to February. Oh, so this is a different one then. Yeah. Because the safety one is the one where they hired you, but they don't want you to be funny. It's weird that yeah. way. It, it, you know what, though? I, I ended up having a meeting with the with the president and the head of human resources, and they do want some funny in there. Okay. That was Good. a bit of a, a misunderstanding. They do want some funny. It's just they don't want any funny around the safety talk. Oh, right, because there's nothing funny right. about safety. But I have full carte blanche to, like, make fun of leadership, make okay. fun of the CEO. There you go. All right. Oh, I can do all that stuff. The only thing I'm dicey on, when I had the meeting, the president, and this is a true story, had a booger in his nose. Now, you're sitting there with a guy that's head of a multi-million dollar company, one of the biggest companies in Charlotte, <laughs> and the man's talking to me, and I'm looking, I'm like, this dude has a rock, like a two-carat, sitting in his nose. Do What do you do, with, do, you that? do with that? A I'm a comic. What do you do with that? You know what I mean? Like... Was it a test? Is it possible that he's savvy enough that he was testing you? I think God was testing me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I think God was testing me. <laughs> but it was a test because I'm like, oh, I want to let. Because do you want to let him know? I feel like I'm all, I've am i always been the type where if I have something going on, you need to tell me 
if you're my friend. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're somebody that likes me, tell me what is happening with my face. And I'm like, man, it's really messed up. But he's the president, so he's going to walk around all day with employees not telling him he's got this in his yeah. nose because he's the president. Yeah. If he was one of the secretaries, he'd be like, hey, Darlene, hey, Jim, you got a booger in your nose. But he's the CEO. Nobody's going to tell him. No, nobody's telling Donald Trump he's got a booger in his nose. It's true. They're not even telling him it's messed up to say the things <laughs> he's saying about Muslims. The Republican Party's scared to tell him that's messed up. <laughs> so you know they won't tell him if he got a booger in his nose. It's true. It's, that's just how it goes. But anyway, we had the meeting, and that was fun. Uh, and, and I got a lot of exciting stuff planned. For them, but this corporate event was something different. We had we had hooked it up. I talked to Mike here about it, and uh, I thought that Monday was going to be a meeting to go over what I was going to do for the corporate show. So I get here and I'm like, well, I, first I asked him. I said, what time's the meeting? Is the meeting still on for one o'clock? And he said, yeah, yeah, it's still on for one o'clock. And be ready. And I said, be ready. That's a strange thing to say about a meeting. And I said, okay. So I, I come to this meeting and the comedy club's full. And I'm like, this is a big meeting. <laughs> <laughs> all, all these people to talk about what I'm going to perform on a later date. 400 people here. This for is, <laughs> that's a big meeting we have in here. This is big. I, I didn't know it was this important. So I said, uh, yeah, who are we meeting with? And he's like, meeting. <laughs> I said, no, brother, you performing. I said, huh? <laughs> In 10 minutes. <laughs> I said, Whoa. <laughs> I thought I was 10 minutes early for the meeting. Now, how were you dressed? Just a, like Not sweatpants? For a show. And- <laughs> Not for a show. I wore, the- <laughs> I wore these pants that have a rip that go down the side. It, it's a pair of slacks, but it's like oh, work no. slacks that I just I'll drape something over. I'll have a coat, suit coat that I yeah. – but I didn't even bring the suit coat. I was so casual for this meeting. I almost wore Timberland boots uh, with my slacks because uh, I'm like, we're just talking about the show. I could have wore a hoodie. It doesn't matter. No. It matters. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. So I came with all that, all that going on, and I I did the show, but they were like, Yeah, we're ready and uh we need thirty some minutes of clean comedy. Don't talk about any bedroom stuff. And uh there you go. Yeah. And it was and it seemed like I got here and ten minutes later I was on stage. So did you do the gay bachelor party bit? I sure did. Absolutely. And afterwards, the CEO, uh, <laughs> I said, I said, what would y'all think of it? They were like, oh, all the people from the crowd, the audience were like, oh, it was so funny. Oh, my God, you were so good. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I thought the show on a scale from one to ten, I gave it a seven. It was OK. Good. Yeah. That's- I, it wasn't one of those shows where I come home beaming about it. Yeah. No, it was it was good. You know, it was decent. But the people were, oh, oh, it was, oh we loved you. And and then I was asking, well, I asked the woman that uh, was running it about it. And she said it was, you know, she was, she was like, it was good. I really, I really liked it. You really delivered. Thanks a lot. Great. Okay. But then I talked to Mike and he was like, yeah, I was talking to the CEO about you. And he said, uh, he said, that guy's a, he said, that guy's a hard ass. Somebody said, he said, that guy's just a stiff. No, he didn't say he's, he, he, I don't really think he said he's a stiff or anything, but he said he has a more. Wait, wait, he said the CEO was a stiff. Not a, not a stiff, but Ish. more conservative. Okay, okay. So yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like, he's like, uh, I asked him about you. And he goes, well, uh, my, <laughs> what did he say? He said, he said, uh, 
he's he was a little raw for my taste. I'll I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> so even your clean stuff was a little raw. Well, because the gay bachelor because party. you did the gay bachelor party. The gay bachelor yeah. party just hey you either in or you out on yeah. that. <laughs> you either in or you out, so to speak. Uh, yeah, and, and you know I love that bit because even when there's gay uh, folks in the crowd, they just yeah, love it. Yeah, they just yeah. think it's so. Yeah, you know, because we're there's, all it has something for everyone. It's got something. <laughs> Except the CEO <laughs> or whatever company that was. Yeah, and I imagine the you can always tell if like you know a room full of like four hundred people, but the, the HR department's not laughing. Yeah, the, 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 and there were two people. There was the one that like even the HR people, everybody loved it. It was just him. It was a little much for him. Yeah. And there was this one guy in the front row that I just he had that look on his face like I could do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know fun. how it is when yeah. the one person is not in you yeah. could have 300 people that love it yeah and you but will leave think yeah. i'm like i'm gonna get him yeah never got him he Why just had that, that look like, like and maybe i inspired the next great comedian because <laughs> he's like i'm better than that guy but you know so maybe i could take credit for that but he just was not into it hmm. he was not and he told me before the show he's like hey man you better be funny one of those little silly <laughs> Things I hate. He gave you a like a wink and a and like the finger guns or because that's like <laughs> that's the, the only that's the only thing he didn't do. <laughs> okay, you don't oh, want yeah. the, the wink the and the yeah. finger guns. He did. Bad. He yeah. did forty percent of what I hate about corporate America <laughs> in two seconds. Oh, all right. Like stop that! Don't you do? Don't you do that? And then when they follow up with, uh, "You got a minute?" Th- then that's. <laughs> You know that's the one I hate. You got a minute. Got a minute's the worst. You Nothing good comes after got a minute. No, no, there's never been Nothing, anything. Yeah. They leave little any. That's a whole nother. <laughs> but anyway, that was so. That was one of the big things going on this week. It was a fun little fun uh, corporate event. And then I went to the doctors. I didn't talk about that, but I got a steroid shot in my knee. Right. Uh, because I the doctor told me I have uh, arthritis. In my right knee. Like a cortisone shot or some other... Uh, he called it a steroid. steroid. Okay. Uh, I guess that's a cortisone shot. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of different kinds of steroidal type uh, things that they might give you for a knee. If it's specifically for arthritis, they might have given you something else. But Well, when he said it, I was worried that it was a kind of like shrink your balls up when they talk no, about no, it. No, 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 no. So no. it wasn't like WWF. You don't have to worry. No, you don't have to worry about bulking up or anything like that if that's what you're concerned about. You don't Coming here looking like. <laughs> Roid it out. Getting <laughs> mad for it. <laughs> no. But, no. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. But I did look at a list of the NFL's banned substances online. Yeah. And I was going to try to get the doctor to give me like a, you know, like slide me some HGH. <laughs> you know, don't give me the hard stuff, but. Give me what you give Ben Roethlisberger. Give me the clear. Don't yeah. give me the clear. Give me the clear. <laughs> give me the clear. Give me a little of that Barry Bonds, would you? Yeah. A little of that, uh, <laughs> little of that Raphael Palmero. You know what I'm Whatever saying? Whatever he had. I don't want to get too big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give me something that make you testify in front of Congress about. <laughs> give me something to make me lie in front of Congress. Yeah, give me something that make me That's lie to Congress. <laughs> but that was cool, man. So, you know, it's. My knee feels better. It does. It does feel better, man. That stuff's amazing. Yeah, it it, it really is. It, it hurt real bad for the first couple of days, and then after that, and that's what the doctor said it would do. He said it would hurt for a couple of days, and then after that, your knee would feel a lot better. Yeah. Well, they put the needle right right in the joint. It's right. I weird, mean, they don't play. Man. Yeah. They stuck. They yeah. stuck that needle right in there. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah. It's it, it, you. So you've fun. had that before. I've had. Yeah. I've had that. I've had a knee drained. Twice, Oof. I've had five surgeries. 
I've had, yeah. How did you hurt you? How did you originally mess? Uh, I have a a a uh, a chronic uh, condition called chondromalacia, okay. which is where the lining between the kneecap and the joint uh, goes away. So when you bend your knee, it's just bone on bone. And so the kneecaps wearing away. So like sixty percent of my left kneecap's just gone. Mm. And so every eight or ten years, there's you know schmutz floating around in the knee. So I have to go in and get the knee cleaned up. And does it? Do you ultimately need to get a replacement? Uh, probably. The last time I went, I had the last time I had them done was two thousand nine, and uh, the doctor said, you know, it's too soon for you, for you to have a replacement because they only last about ten years anyway. So. You know, with any luck at all, I would need, you know, if I had it when I was, let's see, that was 2009, so I was 43, you know, that's way too young to, to, to have a knee replacement, unless you really super need one. Um, uh, but he said I'm definitely headed uh, in that direction with, with both knees, yeah. Oh, my goodness. But uh, it blew up my left knee in college playing football, uh, dislocated my right kneecap playing softball. That, that was a good time. Um, Are you trying to dive for something? No, nah, I slid into home plate, and it was really as as opposed to a slide. It was more of a genuflection, <laughs> and, uh, and I uh, popped out my right kneecap. Oh my and, gosh! Uh, yeah, that's not as much fun as it sounds, no, dude. <laughs> that's not that. Yeah. So you. So then your stuff is degenerative. Um, initially, yeah. The biggest problem is is um, degenerative. The rest of it is just kind of. You know, remnants from old old injuries and stuff like that. So. Well, I need I'm gonna stop complaining about my knee then. No, 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 you can complain. It's all relative. It, it's not my my knee issues are no more or less important than yours. Yeah, I guess you're right. But that's that's uh that's man, that's a lot. Does it hurt like when it rains or gets cold? Does it? Uh, when it gets cold, yeah. Um, going up up or down steps. Um, is a challenge. I'm kind of reaching the point now where I'm thinking I'm I may need to have the left one cleaned out again because it's starting to hurt a little bit and it locks up occasionally. Man. So yeah, dude, the human body is wild. Yeah, man. and the knee especially. The knee is such a delicate thing; it's just not made to do what what we put it through. Yeah. You know, and so even though I mean, you know, I didn't play football, you know, as long as a lot of people, but uh, even even just. You know the little bit of football that I played, man. My my knees are just wrecked. At least you, at least you hurt your knee doing something like cool, like football. <laughs> you know how I messed my knee up, like originally, <laughs> falling down the damn steps. <laughs> I fell down the steps. I fell down the steps, and when I landed at the bottom, I could feel like my heel touching my back. Mm. Like mm. it just, mm. I mean, it was just a brutal fall, and uh, it's been bad ever since. I didn't do, and they gave me the physical therapy. I didn't do that right. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen. It was like, you got to work out. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. You got to do the physical therapy. That was my problem. I didn't to. do it. Yeah. Now my foot points outward like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like if I'm standing together, my feet look like 3 o'clock. Like the one is pointing straight up, and the other one kind of takes its oh, own angle there. That's not good. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. I, it shouts out to my wife, though. She that wasn't, She wasn't. It didn't make her leave. <laughs> not a deal breaker? No. Nah. <laughs> Amazingly, I would definitely leave her for something like that. <laughs> Your feet, my wife, you can't have one foot that points out. <laughs> like, come on, what, uh, come on, what oh, kind honey. of shoe, what kind of heels are you gonna wear? You know, honey, you look so good. You can't wait a minute. Yeah, what's up with your feet? <laughs> Hold on a minute. 
Eddie Murphy left a woman like that in Boomerang because her toes were messed up. This is legit. You can't have a crazy foot game and we just, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I would not leave my wife for that. I wouldn't leave her for that. I would not leave my wife for that. It would take something crazy for me to leave my wife. My wife could cheat on me and I'm not sure I would leave her. Wow. Yeah. What if she was missing a toe? <laughs> Which one? Is it an important toe? <laughs> That's see. You know what? No, I would not. I, I would not. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, and I'm just kidding. If my wife cheated on me, that's a whole different discussion. Me and my wife have talked about this. She has a much more rigid stance on that than I think I do. <laughs> than you do. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. Dude. Let's let's tease that for some other time. We'll talk about that. This is interesting. All right. Well, that was a fun first segment. <laughs> that was a fun first segment. Like we, we should did. move on. We got a lot to talk. About. We do. We got a lot to do today. Uh, uh, coming up next, we have our interview. Right. Yep. We have our interview with Paul Hooper. So we'll be back. Get ready. Here's what's uh, coming up at the uh, Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina over the next few weeks. This weekend, January 29th through the 30th, Friday and Saturday, Joey Coco Diaz with special guest Paul Hooper at the Comedy Zone. Next week, February 4th through the 6th, Piff the Magic Dragon. February 11th through 14th, Carlos Mencia. Craig Shoemaker, one night only, February 21st. Coming out of retirement is Craig Shoemaker. Josh Wolf, March 17th through the 20th. Aries Spears, March 24th through the 26th. Other uh, big names coming up, Arsenio Hall in April. Kevin Smith in April as well. Charlie Murphy coming up. D-Ray Davis. Huge names coming up at the Comedy Zone. Uh, don't forget for tickets, check out the uh, Comedy Zone's website at cltcomedyzone.com. Follow the Comedy Zone on Twitter at Comedy Zone CLT. Find the Comedy Zone on Facebook. All kinds of other shows uh, coming up as well. Fight Nights, uh, 500 Laughs, uh, Funny on the Fly coming back after the Super Bowl in February. So uh, keep up with the Comedy Zone at Comedy Zone CLT, CLT on Twitter. Find them on Facebook, Comedy Zone CLT online. Welcome back. Comedy Zone podcast here with Paul Hooper. This man needs no introduction. We don't even got to, we don't have to do that. Come on now. I yeah. mean, you're like family at this point. It's your second time here, so. Yeah, that's true. Second time with the podcast, home club. Yeah. Back in hometown. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this really. good. Yeah. It's, I, I, and actually, last time you were here, I wasn't here. That's right, So yeah. it's my first time getting to interview you, but it's your second time on the podcast. So I had to go back and listen to his so I don't ask a bunch of dumb stuff that he's already answered. That's all right. I'll answer it again. I don't mind. Whatever this, you want to do. This, this took know. this took double the preparation because I no. It, it's uh it's good to have you here, man. It's good to have you here. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm sure Charlotte feels the same way, man. I I know they love you here, man. I yeah. I just like I love like coming back. Uh, like we were just saying, I, sometimes it's like once a year, but this has been like a couple times in the past few months. So it's it's like nice, and I'm always down here for the holidays and stuff. So I'm. Yeah. In Charlotte a lot. Because you're originally from Charlotte? Originally, like born and raised. I lived here for like 30-something years, and I've lived in New York for like five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, see, that's uh, me. I'm from like the uh, Chester, Pennsylvania, which is about 15 minutes out of Philly. Right, yeah. Uh, and getting here, there's like no, I, I just kept noticing there's nobody from Charlotte that I would meet. 
Yeah, people would say that. It's like it's a transplant town. But, uh, yeah, I was one of the few people. I was, like, born and raised. So, like, Cabarrus County. I sort of went to high school out there and then – but lived all over Charlotte. Mm-hmm. We were, like, right on the line of the county line, like, Mecklenburg-Cabarrus. But my whole family, and they've stayed put, really. Oh, wow. So, are, are they – that's moved out. Do they still get excited when you come perform home? Or yeah, they it? do, but it's been years. I mean, I'm like – this is crazy to say, but I've been doing comedy, like – Next month, like 18 years. Since, what, 98, right? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So they've been with me for the whole ride. So they might come out for one show, you know, oh, but they've yeah. been through the business and the show stuff, so it's not, uh, you know, it's one of the things. They know what it is. They'll come out to a show, have fun, but it's like they've been through it, too. Yeah. They're like KG vets with comedy. Yeah. They're not going to be at every show. <laughs> not not going to happen. No, 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 no. And they're like, yeah, Yo, you coming down to do a show? I think maybe 8 o'clock Saturday, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they <laughs> oh, they're supportive and they love it, but you know, yeah. So like, yeah, they, they, and they see it's you like, all the time. Yeah, they're so. in the business too. They're like, all right, yeah. Yeah, let me my, see you this weekend. My wife's like that. It only took two years for her to be yeah. like, I'm over it. So over now, it. Yeah. Like she'll come to cities with me, but only ones that are fun. Like she won't. Like if they got a casino, she'll come to those. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they start. They pick and choose. Yeah. They come to the Bahamas, and then you know. Yeah. Soon as I get my schedule, like with the comedy zone, like when I get my schedule for this year, I take it to my wife, and she grabs a pen and says, "These are the ones I'm coming to." Yeah. No one wants to take the trip to like Dothan, Alabama. <laughs> None of that shit. Yeah. No one's jumping the car for that one. Nah, it's, it's, yeah. it's definitely not happening. So uh, it's, it's been 18, 18 years, right? That's insane. That's, yeah. that's Now, looking back on it all, is there anything you would tell yourself getting started like that you've learned or something you would do different or is just kind of taking the path? I wish I hadn't just for eight years. I drank too much for the first eight and just made a lot of noise. I could have cut that down to three or four years and been a lot better off. <laughs> I think I had to do it, but it didn't need to be eight years. That was long, too long. It's too much from 22 to 30. It was just a mess. It's like going to college twice. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> just take it till I was like almost 31 years old. And I'm like, this is too much. So then you gave it up entirely, right? Drink I gave it up. Yeah, I had to get away from it. Yeah, all of it. Why, why did you... I mean, it was like a predictable mess, but then I had some just insane stories. It's just the downward spiral and all that, and I just it's crescendoed into like prank calling nine one one and ended up in jail for two days, and then. But there was a laundry list of things, you know. I've yeah. heard you talk about uh, the pissing in the in the uh, in the hand. Is that is that a true story? Not in my own hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, your your buddy, your, another comic. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did that. That's one of my proudest moments. It's possibly my proudest moment. And that counts any bit I've ever written or anything like that. Uh, is that, yeah, the short story is that he would just always fall asleep. And we'd always have this conflict. He was like my drinking buddy. And he'd always pass out early, so I'd be left alone. So I, one night he, was just, he wouldn't wake up. I'd like, wake up. Come on, man, just another hour. And he walked to the bathroom one night. And he wasn't even really awake. He was like sleepwalking. Just leave, leave me alone. I'm going to bed. Leave me alone. Get away from me. And I just was in the bathroom while he was peeing, yelling at him. And I'm like, he's not going to wake up. He's not going to listen. And I just, novel idea, cut my hands under his urine stream and threw it in his face. I mean, I'm still so proud of it. What a nice moment, you know? And then he woke up and punched me in the face. And then we rolled around fighting for like 10 minutes. And then he had to get in the shower. It was great because I got the entertainment I wanted because he's like in the shower. You just go and just, when you hear someone in the shower, just going, what type of person throws piss in a person? I mean, that's the entertainment you need. Yeah. And so 
And we're still friends. And so is that something you remember vividly or people filled you in on that? That wasn't a blackout. I remember that. And it was sort of so extreme and funny to me that it sticks in my head. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of my stuff was in blackouts and people had to remind me, you know, I mean. That's the scary stuff, man. I I mean, that's I I stopped drinking. uh, I mean, mine's much more recent, but. I used to have a blackouts. Oh, blackouts are the worst. Yeah, because you you don't number one you have no control over what you're doing. Right. And then number two, you don't like the the things that happen don't imprint on your brain, so you don't remember them. So the next day you have somebody walk in like, do you know what you did last night? And you're like, what are you talking about? I know that's the scariest thing. And I was blacking out all the time. And I always like tell like younger friends, I hate to be like some kind of father figure, this old man thing, but I'm like, blackouts is guaranteed bad shit will happen. Yes. At the very least, you piss your pants. Yes. Or fall down some steps. At the very least. <laughs> or just happened. spend an extra hundred dollars. At the very least. If not, yes. the worst things in life will happen <laughs> yeah. if you continue to blackout. It's and almost like, like whatever direction it is, is to the extreme. So if you if you about to, you know, be with your lady or whatever, it's the most amazing sex or you tore the bathroom up in a fit of rage. Yeah. Like it goes whatever your emotion is, it's gonna go to ten. Yeah. You know? And I and I see it now. I, maybe it is an older man perspective. I'm fight it hard not to have this like mindset, but I always saw it from the person in his twenties drinking and other people getting in my way. And now I was in New York, just like driving around New York. I was in like Brooklyn. One night at like eleven o'clock and I got to this stop sign and this young hipster dude comes walking across. He's maybe twenty two and he's wasted. He's just cannot get across the intersection. Falling down like falling down. He made it to the other side and then fell on a park bench at like ten or eleven o'clock. And I, I've been like, somewhere there's a like a man and a woman in Des Moines, Iowa, that raised this moron that's about to be killed. <laughs> yep. I'm like, there are people who have put all their love and money into this 22-year-old project that's a fucking idiot. Yes. It's about to walk in front of a cab. And I'm like, I, I saw, I'm not even a parent. I don't even like children. But I saw it from the parent side of like, years how heartbreaking is that? Like, if I'd done something with, I'm like an only child, and I'd done something to my mom. It just like raised me for 30 years, and I just OD'd. Like, or, you know. Yeah, falling off a balcony, Oof. and I'm like, I just saw this kid. And I'm like, God, they put so much money. They got twenty million dollars invested, and I bet they'd love him. Yeah, for some reason, but it's a moron just <laughs> walking across the street, just doing the, the dumbest things. I don't know. I don't know. You right. chalk it up to youth, but I'm starting to see it from the other perspective of like, oh, it's just so bad. And it's not that level of extreme where you don't put some of it on yourself. Like, for example, Jeffrey Dahmer's parents. They're yes. like, there's nothing we could have done. Right. This kid right. was going to eat. Like, there's not a hug you could have given right. that was going to stop him from eating people. Yeah, that's a real. Uh, that's just a thing. Well, that's, yeah, that's the most extreme. Yeah, you're going to stop But if your that kid's now. just a lazy. Lazy you know or I mean? just an alcoholic or anything. It's like, well, in your 20s, you just want to experiment. Everything's new. Right. But it's such a dangerous time. I mean, a 20-year-old man with Coke is just like just handing uh, a child, a bunch of fireworks and shit. Right. And just going, everything's going to be all right. No, he's going to kill someone. It's going to be an absolute disaster when right. you do this. And many people are like, you most have lived through it, but I'm starting to see, like, it is, I mean, it's amazing yeah. that I came out of my 20s. Yeah. I, without I, a car wreck or me being shot, stabbed, everything. Because I said, I mean, I don't know. Did you get in fights and stuff too? Like I didn't get a lot of fights. I got. I tried to figure this out too. I only got one fist fight as an adult for all the horrible shit I said to people at bars. <laughs> but I got choked all the time. <laughs> Grown men would just choke me. Now I'm trying to figure it out. 
I was just talking the other day uh, about it, and people were like, well, maybe they want to shut you up. That's why people choke you. Whatever you said is your... I'm like, why wouldn't they just hit me in the face? I always thought maybe they didn't want the cops. No, they just they want the, the noise coming from you to, to stop. Just, I, that's it. I can tell you Trace. But I mean, I'm ch- I've been choked by 20 different men all over the American map that don't know each other. That's their reflex <laughs> move with my mouth. And they just <laughs> strangle me at a bar. In Nebraska, Georgia. It happened everywhere. Pennsylvania. I got choked everywhere. They just sort of wring my neck. And then I would laugh in their face if I had enough air. <laughs> I always thought it was great. See, that's the worst, too, when, when somebody's not fighting back necess- physically, but they still continue, continue to batter you mentally. Right. Like, so you're choking, and you're still like, okay, so what is... Right, yeah. That's, I, I learned that as a, like a young kid. As a short guy, as a small kid, I learned that sort of whole defense mechanism of you can't fight. And it, you can use just like comedy, but then other times, too, like you can just, if you can take a punch... You can have some pride. Like, I remember there were bigger kids that would pick on me, and I'm like, I know if I say this next thing, he's going to knock me out. I just say it. And it hurt. <laughs> but I felt so good about myself when I got up from the ground. I'm like, fuck him. I got my piece in. I, yeah. There was one kid that just always picked on me. I mean, he would, like, pick up the back wheel of my bike and throw me over, just flip me on my head. Demon. And then one day, but he had, like, buck teeth. And... One day he got my face about something, just bullying me around, and I just remember like, if I say this, I'm I'm going down on the ground. But I'm like, you bugs, bunny looking motherfucker, and then <laughs> they put motherfucker on the end. But I got just clocked, just laid out. But when I got up, I'm like, I'm glad I said that. Yeah, the Instead scars because he was so upset even after he punched me. You know, yeah. it's one of those. Those emotional scars last year, right? Yeah, that could send you to therapy as an adult. You'll be fine. Yeah, once the jaw heals, you'll be but okay. Emotionally, he's going to be. A wreck. Yeah, I just had to learn how to take a punch and a little bit of pain. <laughs> you feel good about yourself. And I still have that in me. And I had that in my drinking days when people would choke me, and I still have that a little bit on stage and, and just in life of just like, I know well, I heard this you. person's trying to disrespect me and just fuck off. And then you're like, oh, Jesus, I probably caused it. Yeah. I heard you tell the story about somebody like slapping you one time. I've been slapped, had drinks thrown at me. On stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a woman I leaned in one time, like in the front row somewhere in Norfolk, Virginia, and she slapped me. She didn't mean to. She, like, apologized. But hold on. She accidentally, what did you mean she didn't mean to? I was, like, leaned in to say something. I was, like, too close to her <laughs> face, and she just sort of slapped me. I probably had that one coming. She's I like, leaned I'm sorry. in too close, and you, she's probably. I meant to scare you, and you put your face yeah. there. Yeah. And then I did get slapped in Charleston, West Virginia. I got slapped for real by a man. And then the same show, I got a glass thrown at me. It was I'm That was a debacle. Week. That was a debacle, a Christmas party that went awry. That really came apart. That was during the Christmas holiday, that was. There. Yeah, it was just a thing of, well, the comic that went up before me, it was the worst idea on the club side because the club was like, oh, we got this Christmas party that's out at the pool. They had a heated pool. They're like, this Christmas party, rented out the pool. Mm-hmm. And they just been drinking out there since 6 p.m. They're coming to the late show, and they got the first four rows bought out. I'm like, this is terrible. This is a terrible idea. Club's like, they paid a lot of money, so the hotel wants them to do it. And then so the first comic goes up, and they're just predictable lunatics yelling. And there's a guy in the front row center in the audience that just has his back to the stage, like six inches from a small stage, for 40 minutes of the opener set. And the opener just like autopilot, he just went past Just did his stuff. And I got mad at him. I'm like, why didn't you address it? He's like, I didn't want to deal with it. It seems like trouble. And I'm like, so I made a point to go up and say something once again. (laughs) 
you bugs, why do you look at motherfucker? And uh, and then I went up and I'm like, why are you doing this? Why? And he's like spun a 180 perfectly and like his heels landed on the stage. Sort of a remarkable move. And then I don't know, I didn't have anything clever to say. I just, he had his legs spread and I sort of act like I was going to reach for his nuts or something. But, you know, he's West Virginia. He's got to be a homophobe. That's almost a guarantee. And then he uh, slapped the piss out of me. I mean, he caught me flush across the ear. It rang my bell. And then I didn't know what to do. I'm like, a fight or just jaw at him, like yell at him. And so I just started screaming at him and making fun of him. And then he was sort of shell-shocked. He didn't know. Well, now the, uh, the club kicks him out, but his other 40 friends are still there in the front row. So oh. I have 39, like, enemies. Oh. I just kicked their buddy out, men and women, that are all wasted. That are idiots, and so then they kick him out, and I just there's a regular crowd behind this, and uh, they don't know what's going on, and I start yelling with them, but I can't get through any material, no, because they're hackling tough. from every side, like thirty people, you know, yeah, and then I'm uh, two girls start hackling me, they're two girls with a guy in like the second row in this party, and one stands up and like moons me, she like a dress on and moon me, and I'm like, I don't know what I said. I don't know. So I, it's something It's like you're hot, but you're a cunt. Get the fuck out. Something like that. And that just started another war. And uh, they walked out. So these two girls left and with a guy. And I remember one of the girls had a drink. And I just like yelled, cursed them all the way out. They like left around the side of the stage. And then when I, they got past me, I just turned back to the audience. And I guess the guy grabbed his girl's drink and threw it at me. And it shattered on my elbow. And all the glass went in the crowd. Wow. Now the crowd behind them that's not with them is mad because glass has hit some of their wives and stuff. So there's like a fight, like Wild West problem happening. <laughs> like saloon where guys are getting up from the back. Now they're trying to, staff's trying to kick out 30 people while the regular crowd's trying to come up too and help. Wow. I had to get off stage, stop the show. MC went back on stage and literally danced for five minutes because he didn't know what to do. <laughs> he just danced. And then I was like, <laughs> then he stopped the show. And I went back up. It was insane. And then, so the whole party was kicked out, and I asked the rest of the crowd to move up. We did the show. How did off. the rest of the show go? It was great, because they were on my side. <laughs> they were on my side. So I did like 30-something minutes, I guess, to them. And they were amazing. And they were like, and then the cops were there. So I got off stage to the cops. <laughs> and they stuck around as witnesses and all this. And yeah, it was a problem. But how were you able to get through 30 minutes of doing your stuff after that? I mean, I was a little rattled because I was angry yeah. and a little scared. And, like, it's where there's one of these sort of vibrating hands are shaking. You're like, the adrenaline's kicked in, so you're not really rival. And then do a couple bits. Like, good people. So they were pulling. Yeah. They were wow. But it was insane. That's got to be the worst show. Terrible. Ever. I don't think it's the worst show I've had, but, which is something to say. But. <laughs> it's a top five, Paul. Like, I still got. <laughs> I know it's top five, but I still got laughs from the regular crowd. I that, mean, I've just had shows where the entire crowd hates me and they don't throw a drink. Yeah. Those are worse, I think. Especially when you're the headliner because you got yeah. another 40 some yeah. minutes of this. Yeah, to stand like flat footed and do 47 minutes to nothing. I've done that. Or people that just hate you or they're offended. Yeah. I've had that. That's worse, I think, than being assaulted. Like that, you know, I knew what that was. Remove the bad element, and you still have good people there. But sometimes you're just like, this whole crowd is fucked up. <laughs> There's no one in here that's a fan. Nobody. I have nothing to work with. Yeah. Just cold and alone up there. Yeah. That happened to me at a church gig one time. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah I was up there, and they decided early. They like, I over. got out there, I, and you could tell when you hit them with the first, you know, first bit you're confident in, 
and nothing. And you're like, okay, this is that was some of my best stuff. So right. wait till you see this next 20 minutes. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I did that. And then I remember near the end of it, I looked over at the pastor who was in the pulpit. And I said, hey, man, quick question. How long have I been up here? And then a woman in the front row goes, too long. Really? And then the yeah. rest of the crowd laughed with her. And that was like the first time they had laughed. Was it something she said to me? And I yeah. said, this is probably, this is up there for for bad ones. I think we we all get them like if we stay in it long enough. But I I mean the worst one I have to date is like Birmingham, Alabama. That was only like three years ago. It was like four hundred people, and they despised me. But they didn't want to. They didn't like. It wasn't the type of crowd that wanted anything smart anyway. I'm like the MC killed. The feature started to struggle because he had smart stuff, and then I just went up and not saying that. It's smart or all my stuff is like highbrow or anything crazy like that. I'm not saying it, but, you know, they just couldn't challenge this crowd. And they took everything, took offense to everything. And they just wanted like sound cues or, I don't know, someone to cut a fart or a cartwheel. <laughs> I don't know, but I wasn't doing it. They took everything wrong. I used to have this bit about this kid down the street when I was young, came down and talked me into bumping butts with him. And I always say I was molested, which I wasn't. But the word was dropped three times in this bit, and I just tell the story of this kid that wanted to bump butts with me. But in Birmingham, that sounds like you were molested. They just hear molested and lose their mind and shut down. Yeah. And then I was talking about coffee later, and I guess they thought I was gay. I don't know what's <laughs> wrong with Birmingham, but I hate it. I said Splenda. I said I used four Splendas. And then, oh, this guy. Yeah, that's it. It's gay. I, they, they were screaming at some point. It was such a big room. You, People were like, don't come back to Birmingham. I could hear that coming from the rafters, which made me laugh. Yeah. And I wish there was some great standoff. Like, my comebacks were great. But it was such a big room, and there were so many people. I couldn't even see the people who were heckling. It was like, so I was just like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, don't come back to Birmingham. Oh, I, and then it'd be another heckle, and it was just me doing that. There was no great, like, standoff, like, Hold on, so blaze of glory to it. It was just like, what? Where are you? And then me trying to say something, getting interrupted, <laughs> trying to do a bit. Then someone else screams at me. Then people leaving. <laughs> now, normally the comics after the show, at least a lot of the shows I'm in, I'll wait for the crowd to come out and shake hands. No matter if it was good or bad, I'll do that. Some of these shows, do you still say goodbye to people? You just get off the stage and wait for them to leave. I let them leave after that because I had to talk to the owner on the phone <laughs> of the club. <laughs> And he was just like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. These people are morons. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I had 20 minutes. The crowd let out while I was talking to him. And they were like, he's like, are you coming back tomorrow? You got to do different stuff. I'm like, I don't want to fucking be here tomorrow. I'm get out of here. Tomorrow? I'm out of I shouldn't be here. This is ridiculous. I don't know who these human beings are. So I just quit it. And I feel good that I didn't come back the next night. Yeah. I mean, I would have come back. If you want me to just come back and piss off another 400 people, I'll happily <laughs> do why. it. That's why. If you just know, but I'm not changing material to, I don't know what they want. Yeah. I mean, sing, I don't know what they want me to do. But it was like, you couldn't talk about anything, you know. It was just very tight. And a really dumb, scared crowd, I felt like. It's always funny when you get towns like that, especially these some of these towns in the South where it's like, they're so easily offended. And I'm like, do you guys know your history? Like... You've done a lot of awful stuff to not right. be able to deal with me talking about rubbing butts. No, like, I, know. I know. You led the country in lynching like five years in a row back in the – and it's like that's – like your legacy is too crazy for you to sit and act. Like that's no. what I always used – like my wife's from the South, 
and I would always, it would always throw me off because she was like, well, people from the South are more polite. And I'm like, because they say ma'am when they're dragging you behind a truck. Like, I don't, I've, I'm from, right. yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm about the things that matter. And it's like, I mean, we're in a different place as a country now, but it's like, you just have these places with these awful legacies that are like, sure. you can't say a cuss word. It's right. like, what? Like, no, I know. Yeah, there's so many ways you can go wrong in the southeast, in this really small or conservative towns. The bigger cities in the south are coming along, but there's in yeah. some liberal towns. But and it's just, I mean, you know. But if you get down in Dothan, Alabama, and shit like that, it's it's really scary. I mean, they're homophobic, they're racist. You say goddamn one too many times. They're super religious, and you know, there's just a laundry list of ways you can go wrong. And yeah. how you do comedy around that, I don't know. You got to touch on something. Yeah, you can't say the word molested. You can't say this or that. It's just that's the funny part about comedy is watching, just getting off a plane with an act and watching different parts of it. Like I could say, I can say goddamn too much in Birmingham, Alabama, and it's happened before. The calamity of a show that I had years before, I I was had a show and they just stopped laughing and I'm like nothing happened. I don't know what's going on. Why they froze up? The only thing I can trace back is I said goddamn probably five times and maybe their line was three or four. They give me a pass on a couple. They just lock up. But I also have a tagline, like I went to Portland, Oregon, and I have a tagline that's coming from the right place about domestic violence. As soon as I said domestic violence, the Portland it. crowd like gasped. The sheer mention of domestic violence. And to go to these different regions and to see like what, yeah, like you said, buzzwords, they just lock up. A liberal town, you say domestic violence as a tagline because it's in comedy, somehow that's shocking. You say, God damn, in Birmingham, they're like, Ready to walk out, That's funny. or an abortion joke, in you know Birmingham, something like that. Yeah. And you just get off a plane. And you're like, this is fascinating to me that these human beings, like from this state to that state, how they think, and it all seems to get twisted around. Because you have the extreme stuff, like the deep southeast, mm-hmm. and then sometimes like the overcorrection to you just hear domestic violence. <gasps> oh, you can't say. What? I'm coming from a good place. You got to be able to say words. And it's all it's all in that public space because I'm sure these people talk like this at home, right? Like yeah. if you know, if you were having a conversation at a barbecue or around with your family, the word domestic violence wouldn't do that. But no. it's something about wrapped in a comedy. Maybe they think even they're not hearing it. They're just like it feels weird because there's a laugh after it that somehow you're making light of it. But I'm like, my joke was about. Ending my family because I'm an only child. I'm not going to have any kids. Mm-hmm. And the tagline was like, I was just like, domestic violence is not a legacy, Grandpa. So I'm ending my family. That's it. I'm me saying I should end my family. My, you know, I don't know. And that line, and just, and I was like, that line works everywhere for the most part. Yeah. It's a tag, and I think it's coming from the right place. It's saying I'm ending my family. Right. But I, I don't know what that was. Yeah. I mean, I see it from town to town. But the Southeast will always be the toughest, I think. Do you think comedy, in the 18 years you've, you've been performing, that comedy's changed? Has it gotten more restrictive? Has it gotten, I mean, the crowds, the clubs? The only thing I fly? see now is, I don't think any different with the crowds. I think people were offended in 1998 that are offended today. I mean, I got banned or, I was banned or um, suspended from open mics when I was like. From open mics? Yeah, because the old owner of the club back in 98, uh, he had a lawyer friend in the crowd, and uh, I was vulgar that night, and a lawyer friend reported to him, and they banned me for three months. And that was my first taste of, all. Oh, this is not what I thought it was. There are rules to comedy. You can be taken right. off stage because you're too dirty, or people get offended. I didn't understand it. Right. Because I grew up, and like my family and friends, we just joked around, and 
I don't remember anyone getting offended by jokes and stuff. And so when I got into comedy, I'm like, oh, I just watch comedians. You just watch Eddie Murphy and you watch all these people. And then crowds get offended? I don't know what this is. It was right. a new thing to me. And I'm like, I, don't wanna, I almost quit comedy then. Because I'm like, fuck this. I want to be a part of something where I, I say a word or someone takes it the wrong way and now I can't get on stage for three months. But I just sort of stuck it out and came back. But that'll never stop. Like, I'm still befuddled by that. Of just like, what? So the, what? What, what brought you? What, what brought you in originally? What What got you into comedy? Just a childhood dream that eventually I had the balls. I thought about it from the time I was nine or ten, and then finally got the balls around twenty two to do it. Oh you know? wow! So you knew from when you were really young. It was pretty early. It was like a recurring thing for me, a recurring dream that because people would say it. My friends. I was a shy kid, but then other friends would say, "Oh, you're funny. You do a." be a comedian when you grow up is that what you want to do and then i know friends had said it over the years to where i was like maybe and when i became an adult i started to entertain the idea oh and then just took a few years to get the nerve but you were advanced man when i was young i I, like i always knew i loved making people laugh but i didn't know it could be a career like i thought only eddie murphy and jerry seinfeld were making a living because I didn't know all the, you know, all the people that I didn't see on TV right, yeah. that were supporting their families doing it. Like I didn't know that. So, <clears throat> I, you know, I'm I'm an attorney um, by by trade, but I got, you know, I started performing probably about four years ago now, and um, you know, I'm featuring and stuff. But it would have started much sooner if I'd have known that it could have been a career. Like I didn't realize that until like I started living in Charlotte and going to shows, and I'm like, hold on, this guy makes enough to support his family and. You know, he isn't on TV? Like, I I, right. I, just didn't know about it. Yeah, I didn't know either when I started. And I just sort of was 22 and getting drunk and everything was new to me. And then I figured out they offered me a hosting week. And then, oh, then I started to find out more you could feature than you could headline without TV credits and stuff. And I just go, oh, I'll just do that. That's what everybody coming through town's doing, so I'll just do that because I'm not in New York or L.A. I'm not ready to move. And I'm like, traveling around sounds great. Yeah. So I just jumped in that way and sort of worked my way up. Would you ever want to do TV stuff? I would do TV. Like, stand-up on TV sounds great. I don't know if I have any acting chops. I don't. I know I don't. <laughs> and that's sort of the reason I moved to New York, because I want to do stand-up more than L.A., because I was like, I can go to L.A., but I didn't want to jump in an acting class. It's not my dream. So I don't know what that leaves for me in TV. But hmm. I would do something, of course, yeah. I mean, I you know, if I could just... The dream would be if I could just sell out comedy clubs without going on TV, I would be perfectly fine and happy. Mm-hmm. But I know you got to go through TV to get the exposure to build that fan base. So that's the reality. So I feel like I have to talk myself into like, you got to do something on TV. Even though that's not my dream. If I just had 200 people in Charlotte, 200 people in Cleveland, 200 people in Albuquerque to, to build on, I'd be perfectly fine doing that mm-hmm. and just writing new material. Do but, you think you went to New York at the right time, or do you look at it and say, I wish I would have went sooner, later, or this was the right time to go? Uh, it was right for me. It took a while because of my the mess I made in my 20s. I didn't have my life together. I couldn't have moved there in my 20s. So I got my life sort of together at 30, 31, and then it took a couple of years of paying off DUIs and stuff. <laughs> so, no, I moved at 35, which is not the right time. Mm. I should have gone younger, but I didn't have my life together, so it couldn't happen. Right. I couldn't go at 32. I was still going to court for DUIs and paying off all the other stuff. And so at 35, I moved, and which is a little late. But I don't know. I don't do it by the age either. I think it's all right. Like, I think you can move whenever and make it happen. But um, even though I think the business wants younger people, but I still think um, 
I don't know. You can sort of go against the grain yeah, and pull something off. It doesn't have to be. People always worry about that. They start too late or something. I don't think. I think you can still do it. I think the advantage to that is your life is more interesting because you've yeah. done more. You life. skip some steps, I think, with life experience. Yeah. Because I was making a lot of noise when I was like 22. I was talking about drinking, sex, drugs. That's it. I just want to do coke and chase waitresses. <laughs> That was it. And my act reflected it. And I guess it was funny, but it's a bunch of noise, like, looking back on it. It's not a lot being said. Not that I do heavy shit now or anything, but I, I like talking about this stuff now more than this one gear, this one note that I had of just, hand me booze. I want drugs. Are there pretty women? <laughs> and that was it. It's just noise. And I'm like, that's fun, but, you know, eventually say something else and <clears throat> find something more interesting, I think. Well, one thing I can say, it, it was – um. You know, definitely good to to finally meet you in person because I've heard a lot about you and comics talk about how cool you are and how like I know comics local guys that say yeah you know uh, Paul or Hoop will give me a guest spot or he's letting me come here with him to do five minutes or you know you've been really kind to people. In that I try way. to like the comics that I can help that I believe in. Yeah, the original funny comics I try to because that's the same thing. Everybody's getting boosted up by someone that's ahead of them that tries to help them and guys have done that for me and so. Yeah, try to when I can, yeah. yeah. Get some people a spot or take people on the road when I can. Because people are still doing that for you. And I feel like that works from like the most basic level of open mics. When you come in open mic, someone give you a hosting set. To people getting you on TV, you're probably referred to another comedian or someone who believes in you that makes that connection. So all the way from the beginning to the highest level, I think it is like people looking after each other and sort of like giving you a boost. So you try to like keep that, keep doing it. Because I remember the grind of it all. Yeah. Well, it's certainly much appreciated, man, because you, you really have a good name out here from, you know, from everybody I talk to. About oh, it you. makes me feel good. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely, man. Well, that's a great note to end on. Uh, thanks so much for coming Thank through, Thank you. Paul. It was fun. I had a good time, man. Me too. Uh, and can't wait till the third time. Uh, we'll be right back. You can follow Paul Hooper on Twitter at Paul Hooper. Also find him online. I believe it's paulhooper.com. Just search for uh, Paul Hooper Comedian. You'll find him. Keep up with his dates and other cool stuff. Keep up with us at the Comedy Zone Podcast by following us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Finding the Facebook page, search for the Comedy Zone Podcast on Facebook. Exclusive picks, links from each week's shows on that page as well. As for the crew, Will Jacobs is at I am Will Jacobs. I'm at NCBalto72, and uh, you're going to need this one in just a few minutes at Sammy on Air. At Sammy on Air uh, Twitter account. You'll want that in just a few minutes as well. Don't forget to check out the show on iTunes and Stitcher. On iTunes, make sure you subscribe, rate us, leave a review. It's the best way to help the show continue to grow. While you're at it, tell two friends about us. Welcome back to the Comedy Zone Podcast. I want to start our big announcement, because I've been talking about this all week, Brian. You have, that's true. I've been on Facebook. I've been on Twitter. You've texted me a minimum of six times a day. I've texted you a minimum times of <laughs> minimum uh a minimum of six times a day. I've been on Pornhub. I've been putting this everywhere. 
that we have a big announcement uh, coming today. And it's finally here. The moment has arrived, Brian. It has arrived. Now, set this up a little bit. As our audience knows, Spencer left the show. Uh, she 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 moved on to uh, deal with the kitties that you know she, that we talked about on the show. Yep. Do She's some full time nanny. Yeah, to nanitize the the scene. <laughs> uh, so she left to do that. So we've been looking for a host, and we we said we need somebody. Well, we'll talk about that, I guess, after. Yeah, our, yeah. But yeah. we found the one. We have we have found the one. We have found the one. Our new co-host is in the building today and without any further ado ladies and gentlemen that's all i got oh <laughs> that's all there is. ladies and gentlemen i just did that the new co-host of the comedy zone podcast is currently the feature reporter for the carolina panthers the Super Bowl-bound Carolina Panthers. You see her doing everything at WBTV from traffic to sports to sometimes uh, cleaning up a little bit after the stuff's over. Uh, she is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. You've you've seen her. You know her. And if you don't, you're about to get to know her. Ladies and gentlemen, Sammy Joe Francis. Yay. Yay. I want to know how many people were just disappointed. They were thinking it was somebody else. They're like, uh, oh. We told right. Brian to get a round of applause as a drop to Right. He, I, he just, I can only do one drop at a time. Oh, right. wow. Are yeah. we behind? Well. Sammy. We'll work on it. I'll try and download it on iTunes. She's here, Sammy. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, our little smiling face. Look at Sammy. It was, it was hard to stay quiet during that intro. That's you what know? the people listening don't know. Sammy's been here the whole time. Yes. So, just in, in the shadows lurking. Yeah, no. <laughs> she, <laughs> so that had to be tough because it was. You will find out that Sammy, she got a lot to say. What? No, <laughs> that's crazy. So, so for the, for the people that aren't familiar with you, um, I wanted to, to to spend this segment getting to know our new co-host. First of all, Sammy Joe Francis. What do you prefer for our listeners to refer to you as? I mean, what what's your goddess? Goddess. Okay. Greatness. Okay. What? God. The great whatever. goddess. Right. Okay. No, Sammy, SJ, Sammy Joe. S- Any of those. J- okay. Just not Samantha. Samantha's too formal. Oh, oh, your first name's really Samantha. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. What did you think it was with it being Sammy? I thought it was Sammy. I'll be honest. I just thought that they whispered no. Sammy. <laughs> My mom had the great idea of naming all three of, I have two brothers, um, naming all three of us names that could be three different ways. So Samantha, Sam, or Sammy. Oh. Joseph, Joe, or Joey, Tommy, Thomas, or Tom. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I'm I'm from a. Place. Well, that's what she says now. I don't know if that was you don't, really. You don't, yeah. If that was made, really her logic. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because I I'm from a place where people kind of do what they want with names. Right. They combine them. You right. Know, I uh, mean, there's a silent Z in my name, but <laughs> I'm not going to tell you where. Ooh. Yeah. That's uh, mysterious. How about that? That's only for her man to know. Let's try to find right. the Z. <laughs> and the the Joe is actually my middle name, and it's just J O. It's not Josephine, which everybody mm. says, which drives me crazy. So. For a little bit of background, raised you were raised in Charlotte. Charlotte's home. Born in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, I don't really remember much though. You only like two. You were two when you left, right? Right, ish. Two ish. Who knows? I don't know the date. At that yeah. age, who's keeping right. up? Right, right. So, but then born and I mean raised in Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte's all I know. Right. So you just, I mean, you are you way more familiar with this place than I am. So that makes a great addition. Because you'll be able to talk about things that I... Oh, yeah. yeah. I've lived all over. The only place in Charlotte I haven't lived is West Charlotte, and I'm not really trying to live in West Charlotte. Really? You know what I'm saying? 
no clue. Again, that's why I'm saying it's 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 not the most luxurious of of um, areas of Charlotte. Okay, and and now siblings, you have uh, two, brothers. and then I have um, a stepsister who lives in New York. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I know they're all excited. They it must all be buzzing about what you're doing today. Um. Yeah. Totes. It was is, the topic of Thanksgiving dinner, even though it wasn't even determined then. See, y'all like Sammy because she says things like totes. She brings totes <laughs> to the totes. podcast. Brian, you would You're never welcome. say totes. I, 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 not if you put a gun to my head. And I it wouldn't totes. have. Uh, that's not true. I think you've said totes in, in convo. With I don't think you said so. totes, Brian? I don't think I've said totes. Not recorded. You wait. Next time I'll bring a recording. You and it'll be toast, like, Brian. totes. I don't think I've said totes. I would, only way I say totes is if I'm mispronouncing toast. <laughs> Cinnamon exactly Totes Crunch. Right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's my favorite that's cereal. Exactly Cinnamon Totes Crunch. Totes. Me too. Me too. Easy's. So and then uh so you you born, uh raised, school, high school. Where'd you go to high school? I went to high school at Providence. Okay. And uh at the time we were known as like the snooty rich kids. I am not rich or snooty, but you know, that was the rep that went with the school, so and, and we were the Providence Panthers, so I've always been a Panther. My elementary school was Panthers, high school was Panthers, middle school were the Shockers. Not really into that. Mm-hmm. And um, now I work for the Panthers. So wow. And then after high school, what did you do immediately after? Um, I went to UNC Charlotte. Yeah. I have my bachelor's from UNCC. Go Niners. Um, and then I went to. I worked for a little bit for the Speed Channel, which is now Fox Sports 1, mm-hmm. um, and went to a broadcasting school, then interned with Ace and TJ, and then went to WBTV and met my buddy Brian. How about that? Yeah. Ace and TJ. I, yeah. Cool dudes. I, yeah. I I did a show for them uh, up in Lake Norman. They run a charity. Grin yeah, Kids. Right. Yeah. Grin Kids. Mm-hmm. I did their auction this year. Yeah. I, I hosted their auction, and that was a lot of fun. Those are, those are good dudes. So. Yeah, they're cut-ups. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they yeah. yeah. They they cut loose. That's right. fine. Which is good because if you're gonna have me up that early in the morning, please make me laugh. Yeah. Because I'm not a morning person <laughs> at all. <laughs> that you know what? I'll be honest. I don't know a lot of women that are morning people. Yeah. I, it just takes too much effort. I go to bed late. I'm a night owl. So if I'm going to bed at five, don't have me up. Five, at six. Sammy. First off, take that judgment and put it somewhere else. Fuck. It's not like I'm on a bender or something. It's just I'm a night owl. Jeez. So you watching QVC? What are you doing? No, I'm like watching on my DVR show because I bartend, you know? So That's right. That's right. So usually when you, you get off work, you're done dealing with the drunk people and you're like, Ugh, all right, I've cleaned the bar. It's 2.30. I'm going to go home, take a shower because I don't like smelling like fried food, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> um, and then by that time, you know, it's 3.30. I'm like... Let me watch some Real Housewives. Oh yeah, that's the yeah that's the that's the uh, the thing now. That's right. the, the housewife. My wife. Oh my gosh, she loves yeah. the housewives. Yeah, that's and and I think a lot of guys will say, oh well, I'm not really into that. Da, da, da. But if I have it on and my boyfriend's there, he's like, why are we watching this? And then 30 minutes later, he's like, but why did she do that to her? <laughs> So don't play me. I know you're don't into try, it. Right? You I like mean, the drama. I, I I I. You just don't like if it's your drama, but you like watching the drama. As long as you're not included in it. Well, yeah. I No, no, no. <laughs> no, you no. just admit it. You just said, well, yeah. Well, to be honest, I think that in a lot of ways, sports are just a different version. Oh, absolutely. Like, if you, like, I listen right. to ESPN sometimes, and they're like, did you hear what Kobe said about LeBron? And I'm right. like, if you just swap the names out right. and put in Rebecca and Michelle, it's a reality show. Those names are not any of the housewives, <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> not any of them? None. 
I know uh Candy what? and and Portia. Carly B and Phaedra and uh I don't know who Carly B is, but Phaedra I know. She's on hip hop uh Oh, Love and Hip Hop? Mm-hmm. That Hip Hop Wives. Hip hop That's not wives? a show. Ain't it, it ain't called Hip Hop Wives. Love and Hip Hop. I don't watch that one. Love and Hip Hop. But but uh yeah, I do. I and my wife likes the Kardashians. She yeah, sometimes I'll I'll watch that, but that's literally just background noise. Like I'll put it on so I could you know clean or something. I watch it to see when they're gonna arrest Tiger because he 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 he's dating like isn't that girl sixteen? No, she's seventeen or eighteen now. Oh, but here's something weird that I heard the other day because it, Tyga dates uh, Kylie. Yeah, and now um, Tyga's baby mama, Black China is dating Rob, Rob Kardashian. I'm like, that. isn't that some type of incest somewhere in there? That's it's awkward. It's, that's, that's ready for Springer. You right. can take that straight to Springer. Right. If they weren't yeah. rich, I feel like we would... Because let's, would let's be say by association, yeah. penis association, mm-hmm. Rob has been in Black China, who Tiger's also been in Black China, and now Tiger's in Kylie. Hold so on. Rob and Kylie are now doing each other. Let me write this down. <laughs> so You're Okay, so what starts... Start again. Okay, so Tyga and Black China were together first. Okay, TMBC. Okay. Uh, whoa, whoa, acronyms. Okay, <laughs> and then Tyga is now with Kylie. Now he's with Kylie. Right. KK. But his wiener's already been in Black China. He's already been with Black China. Right. So now Black China's with Rob Kardashian. Now she's with Robbie K. And so somehow the juices from Tyga are now on Rob. Yeah. So now their sister and brother are doing each other. <clears throat> You're welcome. There you go. We put that up on the website. That's a, that's official. Yeah. Aren't you glad that, that I'm here to break down the yes, social I needed that. world? Yeah. I, in I, your I, life? I, absolutely, we needed that. So you you so but the sad part about this is that you will be missing. We won't have you next week, right? No, I think you will have me next week. Will we, bro? Well, I don't. Well, it's. We're waiting to see if my flight is booked or not. Oh, right. So you want to? Do you want to talk about that or? No, we can talk about it. Yes. Yeah, sure. yeah. So what? So you well, may me, or may not be. Oh, I'm. The plan is definitely to go to San Francisco. Whether I'm going to the game is, you know, TBD. Okay. Because that's to be determined, bro. Correct. Right. Yeah, that's a little inside right. radio. What we say because in the I don't know if you saw the article that said Jerry Richardson's paying for everybody on the team to go. Well. The thing about that organization is, yes, there are some full-time employees, but the majority of the people are freelance contractors, which is what I am, or they're part-timers, or you know, they help out with everything that goes on with the Panthers, but they're not necessarily working as part of the organization. So the blanket statement to everybody who's outside of that thinks, oh my gosh, he's paying for everybody, including Sammy, including you know X, Y, and Z. But the reality is he's paying for the full-time people that he works with. Mm. So I'm not including that, which is fine because realistically you would take up a solid amount of the stadium. If you were taking everybody who helped with that organization and it's still a great gesture by him. Yeah. You know, right. It'd just be a better one. If, yeah, I if you took every <laughs> usher and every, yeah, right. Like everybody. Right. Cause there's a lot of game day yeah. staff and it's very exciting and, and I'm happy for the Panthers. So we'll see. I'm, I'm planning on being in San Fran, but mm. We'll see if I'm at the big game. Or well, not. if you if you go, we definitely have mm. to do a phone interview. We would do a oh, phone. Yeah. Or, yeah, another thing to remember because we, we record in the morning. It would be early in the morning for you, but it it wouldn't be as early. Oh, I guess it would be earlier. It wouldn't would it? be yeah. How like does if that we time start at 10 a.m., it's three hours. So seven, it would be seven a.m. Yeah. yeah, I would just you know since I'll already be up, 
since Judgy McGee over here was like, fine, <laughs> um, Judge, I'll, Judge, Judge, I'll still be partying from the night before. Yeah, you know, clearly. And rolling yeah. around on the beach. Well, we, I mean, we could, sober. we could do her interview like at 11, right? So well, we do whatever. Like yeah. An hour to sleep in. Yeah. Whatever works best. Yeah. I'm saying I would have just gone to bed. So don't, you know, let me just stay up and not interrupt the REM once I get there. There you go. Ah, uh, okay. Say, hey, I'm in California. <laughs> but really, I'm just going to be right down the road in my condo, but I'm going to tell you I'm in California. We could do it that way. No, that's, that's so depressing. I'll just be crying in fetal position. <laughs> oh, so it wouldn't me. even come across the way we wanted to. Right. Uh, so, Sammy, I, and I, I, first of all, I'm going to read the question I wrote and Sammy's response on the paper. So I, one of the questions I wrote for Sammy was, uh, tell the people what you are going to bring to the podcast. We've already kind of covered that. But I just wrote it down. I feel like it's a politi- like a politician. Yeah. You know, yeah. Q and A. If you're elected president. Yeah, right. if you're yeah. Now that you what, you know, like now I have such power. Now that you I have all this power, it? what are you gonna do with it? And Sammy wrote, uh, nothing. <laughs> That's <laughs> correct. That's the best use of power, I find. Right. Yeah. To do nothing. Right. Just, well, that's I what thought, Congress does now. <laughs> to just sit on it. Yeah. I thought I was going to build a wall, but I, I hear somebody's already gotten that idea. So, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be a poser. They, they took that. Jeez. They took that. So, uh, your connection to comedy. You came to the Comedy Zone podcast. A lot of people don't make the connection between journalism and what you do with comedy. So, I, what drew your interest with this stuff that we do? Um. Well, I. I enjoy podcasting because I started a podcast on the topic of the Panthers with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. So podcasting is just a neat outlet where it's casual and you can get to know people without being question answer, question answer. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, I've always enjoyed comedy, dry, sarcasm, dirty humor. I'm mm. all about it. That's, that's pretty much the synopsis of me. It's in my biography. Um, but, you know, I did theater growing up. Improv, I was always a big fan of. Uh, I did some comedy camps. My mother always laughs at me, with me, whatever. So, yeah. I just, I think it's, that's how I deal with things, whether it's serious or actually funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Laughing is, is um, medicine for me. I think I'm I'm the same way. And that was one of the cool things, because we all met, the listeners don't know, we all met at Starbucks to kind of to kind of get a feel for each other and see if right after be, filming that Pornhub right after after right. Pornhub we right. met at the we met at the Starbucks and Brian was there and he hooked up the meeting and there was just after about a couple minutes it was just like okay yeah like there was a chemistry with Sammy and I uh, similar backgrounds and I told in some you I have a boyfriend and, so yeah it's not she work she out. told me she had a boyfriend You're seven married. times uh, yeah I think I mentioned that I did mention that three times three years. Uh, no. <laughs> Been married three years, right? Three. Whenever I talk no. about my marriage. <laughs> one. One it's year. Like, one. It's like whenever I talk about my marriage, all of a sudden it's like somebody just dropped eggshells, like wherever <laughs> I'm standing at. And I'm like, uh, right. uh, one wrong thing. Right. I, With know. really strong gusts of winds. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm still new where I mess up a lot of stuff. So I say things wrong, you know. So. Like you would leave your wife if you lost a toe. <laughs> I didn't say. I said if her toe pointed outward. Was that on the air? We, no, not we her toe. Her whole foot. <laughs> when, see, now we have to. That wasn't on the podcast. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, it was. I don't remember. Definitely what was. Brian, yeah, what did I right. tell you about drinking earlier uh, in the morning? Sorry. So, Brian, what, what did you what did you see with Sammy? What did you? I've known Sammy Joe a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, four years. Maybe, uh, maybe even. four five because it's coming up on two years since i've been gone yeah i remember i was super intimidated 
uh, by you for about the first 18 months. I don't months know why people around. say that. People tell me that all the time. I don't know. You were just intimidating. To me. Right. I and I people tell me that I'm a bitch, too. So I don't know. Well, that's an absolute fabrication. But That's correct. Yeah. I well, that's what I that. thought she was bringing to the podcast when I wrote the question. <laughs> was right. the bitchiness? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's also known as nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just, uh, Sammy Joe and I worked on a, uh, a thing a few years ago um, that was an online uh, uh, kind Web of show? news. Uh, it was called the Charlotte Insider. And um, we did that every, every week for about 13 or 14 months. We had our maiden voyage together. We, we had the, <laughs> the maiden voyage together. So let me just say a side note about this. Uh, Brian would do all the legwork of that. He would script it and then I would go through and, and rewrite it my way. You know, if if I didn't think I would say something a certain way, he'd say, I'm not married to it, so whatever. Well, on our first show, he said, I'm going to Charlotte Insider and Cindy J. Francis. This is our maiden voyage. And I said, what the hell is a maiden voyage? And so I said, I can't say that. So now it's an ongoing joke so that I everything is... She flat out refused to say it. I did. I divid him. <laughs> she divid him. I said, she like, did. No. She I'm did. not doing this. Right. Yeah. You gave him to Chelsea Handler. Right. No, I'm and, not doing this. Right. And then I threw my coffee and I walked away. It's great. It's true. Stomped off. This can't go with Maiden Voyage. I, I, it was I, just something I didn't. I, well, I wouldn't have said it either. I stand you. by Maiden Voyage. I know you do. You I know by, you do. And you, I love you for that. You stand by a lot of ridiculous things, Brian. Totes. <laughs> well, that's fair too. Totes. totes. You totes do. I don't think I used that right, but go ahead. That's okay. Yeah. We'll let it slide this one. Anyways. So, so, so we talked. We had the similar uh, backgrounds mm-hmm. with improv. We mm-hmm. both lost a parent very young. Yep. Uh, you lost your father because I killed him, but uh, oh, was, but I got away with it, so it's okay. <laughs> you, you. <laughs> I didn't lose him. He died, but um, I haven't found him yet. Yes, he it died is, when I was fourteen. It's weird how people phrase that, right? Uh, how they lost. I just think it makes me think that you know you're the kid in the. Theme park, like mom. Yeah. Where'd you go, Dad? Eventually, huh? Yeah. But I guess die is such a hard. It continent. is, but but I'm an adult. You know, it's it's been thirteen years now, fourteen. Years. But you know, the thing is that when somebody's like lost a parent or or somebody, like, uh, you don't know how they where they are. Absolutely. With it. So if you just jump in with, oh, your dad died. It's like, whoa, right, whoa, right. whoa, whoa. First what? off, you put some emphasis on the died part. The so was that, was, that was a little harsh. That was a hard D you threw right. out there. Whoa, with that. whoa. You can't just be throwing around hard Ds. Okay. <laughs> not, not with my father, you don't. <laughs> well. Having my dad taking hard Ds. What's wrong with you? So We've taken a turn. All right. But with my mom uh, passing away or. How old were you? I was 10. Okay. So I still in 10. the same young I feel like at that age, you know they're gone, but it, there's so much still ahead of you in life that you almost feel like you got cheated on your time. Yes. You know, and I have two older brothers, so I always felt like that's not fair. They got more time with them. Yes. But he was he was a dick at times with them, and he was I was just a princess. So that's how the fathers are with right, them. right. Yeah. So I could get away with pretty much anything. <laughs> not that I tried because I saw the learning curve. I was like, no, Fair I'm not enough. doing that. Mm-hmm. So. How'd your mom hold it together after that? Um, my mom is where I get my um, strength and humor. So she would make jokes. I remember at my dad's service, we asked people to stand up and tell jokes that my dad would tell because he told terribly cheesy jokes. And um, and I'm I can remember like fighting back tears and like looking over at my mom and she's trying to hand me a tissue, and I go to grab for it and she pulls it away like ha ha. And are you kidding me? I'm at my dad's funeral. Give me a damn tissue. Anyways, so it's just things like that. But my mom, 
has always been a, a rock, and they were divorced at the time, so it's not like she wasn't used to being on her own. I think she was just like, okay, we how do you how do you move forward? Mm. So yeah, my father was the, the similar in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, my dad, just I I credit so much with him because I'm at the age where my mom died at because I'm mm-hmm. I'm 36 and my mom uh, passed away when she was 36. Oh, that's young. And yeah, my father was like two years younger than her. Mm-hmm. So I'm like thinking like I'm married now and I'm like, I mean you got these two boys, me and my brother. And the person's just gone. Right. Like, as it's a- crazy to think that because, and I think there's so much respect that comes with age because you're like, right now, like, if I wreck my car, I cry like a baby. Okay. Mm. So if, if your person that you had children with dies and you hold it together, I don't think I remember my mom crying. Wow. But it's just such a, a weird thing because she held it together and I'm sure she had her moment, but I never saw it. And I think that's a, well, I think, you know, and I, I, I bet that you and your uh, brothers were part of the reason she like, Oh, that absolutely. Was the, that was the thing. Her rock. Yeah. You know, like my that father. Was the glue. Yeah. My father tells me he was like, I knew at that time. He's like, I didn't know anything. Cause I didn't, my dad doesn't know this, but he kept a diary that I found. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she was six, my mom had cancer. Mm-hmm. And as the days were going and going, he was writing about his experiences and what sure. it was like. And, and all of a sudden, the last entry is just, she's gone. Oh. And then he doesn't write anything else. In oh, it. that's heartbreaking. Right. And so he had that. And then I remember him telling me, he said, at that time, I didn't know which way was up. I didn't know left from right. right. He said, all I knew is I could have been in the middle of the ocean in a canoe with no paddles. I just knew you two would be with me. And that's so- all I knew. Does he still have that journal or did he look for it? You know, I don't, I think it's still there. Because I think you should write in it, she's back, and then just hide it again. <laughs> and see and him. Not, <laughs> or, and not say anything. Or just play it. Like, what? Up. Yes. See, that's uh, why I have a dark sense of humor. See, that's, and that is what Sammy Joe brings. That's there right. There it is. That's right. <laughs> but that Absolutely. was. It, but that is, that is, I think, a lot of, it, you have to lose a parent to understand it. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like, it's, yeah. it's hard and people cope with it in different ways. Like yours was your sense of humor right. and your mom's sense of humor and, and mine. I think mine was my part of it was food. I I was a real chubby kid. You just ate? I just wanted to eat. See, I'm, I'm the opposite. If I'm sad or, or like I'll, I'll joke all day, but I won't eat. You won't eat. Right. Dang. I don't know what it was. But I just my own. I remember my uncle coming to my house like right after my dad told me, and he's like, "Anything I can do." And I was like, "I'm crying." I'm like, "General Souls chicken, large, large chicken fried rice." Like, yeah. I, like that's the, you know I wanted to eat. And then my dad, I'll never forget, he took me to play basketball, and we played basketball, and and we moved forward. But I mean, you know, by the grace of God, I you know I'm here today, but. It's uh yeah it's something it, yeah it, you know it it really is something so we had that in common we had the improv mm-hmm. in common you did you did uh, we have Brian in common we have Brian in there common so that was that was, we both are sports fans oh yeah different teams but I mean I go for a team that's going to the Super Bowl so that's uh, weird we wait go. wait who do you root for oh it doesn't matter because they're not in the Super Bowl <laughs> <laughs> uh the Denver Broncos no yeah no I know that's not true <laughs> and and let's be serious. We can talk after the Super Bowl, and we can go back to there where you can support the Denver Broncos. Oh, and the, then I'll be like, wait, who are you supporting? Oh, it doesn't matter. They didn't win. Yeah, the Panthers. Well, here's what. I'm an Eagles fan, right? The Panthers are definitely winning the Super Bowl. Like, I, just as an objective fan. I, right. A football fan. You have two eyes. You can see 
Like, you look at Peyton Manning, like, how is he going to deal well, with Well, here's the difference. Because they say championships are won on defense. And Denver has the number one defense. Panthers' defense is right up there. They're just as stout. Yeah. The difference then goes to offense. And offensively, at the beginning of the year, it was shaky. And now they've got their, their shit together. I mean. Oh they're, oh, they're a machine. Their accuracy and consistency is nice. And the line's playing well. Right. That, that run blocking they do. They slowed down some of those. And yeah. those are some advanced run schemes. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'll see one guy. Like, that touchdown Ted Ginn had. Oh, yeah. There were three different people. Yeah. <laughs> and the line's blocking this right. way. And the guy's shifting. I said, that's some advanced stuff. They said it was a, there. you know, I'm in the press box during yeah. the game. So, they said, uh, Ted Ginn, 22-yard, whatever. And everybody was like, no, it was more like 40 because he ran 20 across the field and then <laughs> right. 20 in. Yeah. But we'll give him 20, sure. Ron Rivera should get coach of the year just for making Ted Ginn good. Yeah, right. And Cam Newton should get MVP. Ted Ginn has never been anybody's number one Well, option. here's the thing. This was a nice – everybody was kind of sad to see Ted Ginn go because he's so fast. And last year, if you remember, our punt returners were kind of – I don't know, bobbling the ball, playing volleyball. I don't know what they were doing, <laughs> but they weren't returning punts. So this year when we got him back, everybody's like, yeah, we've got a punt returner. And then you've really seen that lightning speed that everybody talks about. And it was against his former team, the Cardinals, mm. which did nothing for him. If you look at his stats with any other team but the Panthers, it's like 80 yards for the year. And I think one of his games was 80, 89 yards for the, for the game. I mean, it's it's just night and day. Wow. So. It's he just can, he, he can be our number three or whatever. You know what? It's just it's a fit for him. Yeah. It's just you have those players that get with a team and it's like they got a home. Yeah. And and this locker room's different than any other locker room. And I've covered them for five years now, but I've worked for the team for three. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been nice to see um a more complete side. What makes you say it's a different locker room? Um, because the guys are genuinely friends with each other. Mm. I mean, like the atmosphere after a win is crazy they're cutting up with each other they're like wrestling in the locker room they're playing music they're singing trey boston has an awesome falsetto voice (laughs) they're singing taylor swift i mean they're just having genuine fun and when i asked they said you know prior to this like you've always had teammates you know if i come in and i work with you that's great but once i start hanging out with you and then i become friends with you it's different at work because now it's enjoyable Mm. you know so that's where they kind of compare it. Now we've become friends, and now I know about your family, and now I know this and this and this, and I'll go get food with you. And it's it's genuinely connected versus, hey, we're connected on the field for football, and that's it. Right. Your job is a receiver. Like my job is quarterback. That's the good. Eagles were like that last year. That's Yeah, I know a teams that look like that. How, who would you give credit for? I mean, you're closer to the team. Who would you give the credit to? I think that's that it has a lot to do with coach. Coach okay. always says be in the moment, um, and it's it's Gettleman too because Gettleman has drafted he's the GM, these right, right, yeah. okay, Ron and he's Rivera drafted these coach. young guys. So now you have a lot of young guys on the group, but you also have veterans like Thomas Davis, Roman Harper, Charles Tillman, and all these guys kind of put their own two cents in it. But it it's a nice balance of young versus wisdom. Mm. So it's and Cam Newton, of course, is is very much tied into that because he's such a big kid. Yeah, you could tell. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) But it's fun. Like, it's – I mean, unless you're the other team, it's very fun to watch Cam Newton. I think so. Yeah. He's my favorite – he's one of my favorite players outside of the guys on my team. I don't know – I don't understand people that don't root for it, that don't enjoy that. Right. I mean, the guy's having a good time. Like, it's a game. And that's – I was talking to Dean Marlowe in one of the 
stories we just shot. Mm-hmm. And um, he goes, you know, that's why you get into the game because it's fun. It's a game. You're supposed to have fun while you're playing. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's your job. And if you're sucking, you know, please don't have as much fun. Mm-hmm. But you're supposed to have fun. You think they'll be able to do that with a game as big as the Super yeah. Bowl? Yeah, because everybody, all the veterans have told them, it's just a little bit bigger. Mm. It's the final game. And this is the shortest season you're ever going to have. It's three season or a three-game season. You know, playoff, two playoff games, two playoff wins, one more game, get it done. So if they bring this thing home, if they win this thing. Win. Okay. Okay. I hear it. I hear I hear it. I don't want you setting yourself up for something painful. No, it's not. Because, you know, I when I shot with Dean and Shaq, mm-hmm. they both said, I said, so the next time I'm going to see you, is that a parade? And they're like, oh, yeah. They just know. They're, they're just confident. And I think there's a difference between being confident and cocky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're remaining humble. But they know what their mission is. And it's their time. I mean, wow. you're going up against a great, like Peyton Manning, as a rookie, as Side note, I asked them what they were doing when the Panthers were in the Super Bowl the first time. Shaq Thompson, our number one draft pick, was in fourth grade. Good Shut up. You were in fourth grade the last time the Panthers were in this moment. Wow. That's just mind-blowing to me. Yeah. that's that's. It tells me how old I am, too. You're welcome. <laughs> that's, that's another thing I'm bringing. Go ahead and add that to the list. Yeah. Sammy will consistently... Uh, Date you. <laughs> yeah. But not in the way you want. <laughs> right, right, yeah. That hold on, I shouldn't be agreeing with that. I'm right, kidding. right, disagree, oh, disagree. Yeah. Right, I dis, I vehemently disagree with that. Right. Now, what are they going to do if they win this? Okay, when they win the Super Bowl, right? Parade, or they're just going to do? No, something they'll do a, a parade. I think everybody, every team that wins, does a that's parade. What I thought. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, that's what they're thinking. Do you go down Tryon? Like, yeah, you you would have to. That's the main parade route. They're not going to be like, hey, go down 7th Street. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. You know what I mean? <laughs> Independence. Right. Tryon's probably the biggest Wilkinson is street nice here, time. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Tryon's because it's the main, it's four lanes. Right down uptown. Yep. Yeah. Mm, wow. Same uh, parade route probably as the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Right. Wow. So many Which people. is a great parade. I don't know if you know the producer of it, but it's on point. Really? I heard, it, thanks- I heard it stinks. Well, you know, you were probably watching a different broadcast. Oh, okay. You're probably watching like the Macy's Day or something. Brian, are you going to produce the Super Bowl parade? Uh, no, no, I. Well, who does produce that? Uh, City of Charlotte. If there was to be a parade, and if when I, there's a parade, if I when to, there was if I, to be, if, no, if I was to have any sort of inside information, uh, the parade would be organized by Charlotte Center City Partners, the okay. same people who do put on the Thanksgiving Day parade. So, yeah. do you think you could wiggle your way into that? Because uh, we'd I, like I, to be in the middle doing some stand-up. <laughs> that would be good. That would, Sammy's on to something. Right. Uh, I, I, we'll I, do only body paint of black and blue. Yes. All I all I can say probably right now is that I have been in contact with them uh, okay. about the about what may or may not so be it's the TBD? parade plans. Yeah. Oh, look at Brian. That's to be determined. To the There's so much well, I can't TBD say, going yeah. on with this. Your TBD with the well, and they flight. don't want it. It's it, contagious. He's you know, I mean, the Panthers don't want to, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, it, it, how many times have you seen it, you know, teams announce the parade on the Saturday before the yeah. Super Bowl yeah. and then, and and then, then, then they get smoked them. on Sunday. Sure. So. Yo, I've been in two cities now. I've lived in two cities where a Super Bowl, a team was headed to the Super Bowl. Uh, I was living in Philly when uh, the Eagles went and lost to the Patriots. And the energy here is so much different. There's, And maybe it's just part of being a Philadelphia sports fan. There's a confidence here. Yeah. In Philly, it was like, 
How are they going to blow this? Well, <laughs> they are going to blow this, and I just don't know how. They're going to, this I, is not going to I think you happen. have some of those people, but I think they just realize, like, this is a young, hungry team. Yeah. I don't think they've ever wanted it more than they want it this and year. And they're killing everybody. That's the scary part. I thought the Cardinals, the Cardinals were a good team this year, and they killed them. Yeah. It was never close. Right. Like, that is scary. Yeah. Peyton Man has got to be like, what do I do about this? I'm hoping they get at least five sacks. Oh, yeah. Eat, yeah, yeah. Because the Denver offensive line can't block. Like, they're not a good right. offensive line. And now that was another problem. Um, I think it was last year before we had Michael Orr. Um, Cam was just getting hit left yeah. and right. And you cannot have that exposure to Cam because you need him. Without Cam, the Panthers are not the same team, which is an obvious statement. But think about it. Because he does have so many different – there's so many different options. He can run it, he can hand off, he can throw, and he's gotten so much better from passing it from the pocket. And he can fly. Right. Like, if you're at the three-yard line, you look up, and he's just over right. everybody right. reaching over the goal line. Yeah. Like, so, you he's know, everything. It's, it's a good time. I wish he would stop doing that because I feel like you're asking it's to scary. get injured in yeah, that situation. There's just not a lot of control you have when you're flying through the air. But it's a, it's a tough balance because at what point are you taking away from who he is right. as a right. player? And that's I think that's why they're like, you know what, Cam? You do you. Yeah. And, 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 all, Super Bowl. and all this without Kelvin Benjamin. Like right. when that, when that so when he kid comes got back, injured. Yeah, everybody thought it was over. I thought it was over. Everybody did. I didn't pick him in fantasy because I'm like, he doesn't have any receivers. I can't I'm, pick I'm him. I'm pretty sure Coach thought it was over, okay? <laughs> you think Rob Rivera yeah, thought it was, was over? I mean, well, it was like off, Dick Vermeil and the three crying because yeah. Riverboat Ride. I don't know because <laughs> Stephen Hill was supposed to be a big addition for us. He went out first. Mm. And then the next week, KB goes down on, on a no-contact freak injury. Mm. And so everybody's like, Oh crap! This is going to be the same as last year, where defense held us in the games, and that's what. And then about game five or six or week six, they really started getting it together as far as receivers and and putting some. You know, Funches got warmed up and really got in sync with the group. So mm-hmm. I feel like this has turned into a sports broadcast. Yeah. I'm sorry. Welcome to football. Sorry, <laughs> that's what I like. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> Should audience loves it. It's right. the Super Bowl. I mean, we got yeah, to you got you got to be in the moment. Here. If you don't talk about it, it's not happening. Yeah, it's like a, an inauguration, and we don't talk about the president. Like right. this is what's this is the nation's attention is on this thing. Yeah, this is big. Yeah, it's huge. So hopefully, I, it'll remain huge when yeah. there's a parade next two weeks from Do now. Do you think Possibly. the city is Possibly. buzzing like it should be? Yeah, absolutely. You feel it. There's a pep rally today okay. at Romero Beard and Park. So that I'm sure it's going to be crazy. And everybody's like, are the players going to be there? I'm like, no, it's the same time as open locker room. They're not going to be there. There's some players are going to be there. Yeah, but it's apparently, but they're not going to be. I think it starts at 1230, right? uh, One o'clock, I believe. Yeah. Okay. So whenever it starts is right when open locker room is. So I'm sure they'll make an appearance, but it's not like they're just going to be selfieing all around. Yeah, there'll be a handful of players. Right. The the, I drove uh, I drove by uh, Bearden Park on the way here and it was already this was at eight. Nine thirty. Where's in the how, is that? Uh, right next to the the baseball stadium? Oh, okay. And it's five minutes from here. It was already. It was nine thirty. It was. It was already buzzing a little bit. Oh wow! There are people like that's too much. I'm uh, sorry. In the in the cars, um, outside uh, Bank of America Stadium, where the Panthers shop is, cars had like traffic all tied up, and I mean it's already Great. started two, three, Crap. four, five hours before the. Which rally, is exciting. So. I'm I'm yeah. glad, you know, everybody's like, oh, you got a lot of bandwagon fans. I'm like, so? The more well, the of merrier. course you do. 
Yeah, I mean, but that's going to happen anytime. Right. I'd rather have him rooting for us than against us. Right. Yeah, at least I'm... And with as many transplants as there are here. You would expect some of that. Right. Yeah. My team was eliminated in week two of the preseason. And uh, who's your team? The Detroit Lions. (laughs) So, Uh, but, you know, while I don't have an emotional interest in what the Panthers are doing, it's fun to be here when they're doing well. It's it's fun to be in the atmosphere. Yeah. For sure. It is. Just like this podcast. Yeah. This is that (laughs) exact. It's the same thing. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Yep. It's hard to keep my pants on. It really is. Me, I was thinking that too. Well, you keep yours on because you're married. Well, hey, look, there's nothing in the vows about pants. All right. I feel like if I want to. Well, I wasn't there three years ago for your wedding vows. You didn't hear? My wife wrote them. I got to look at them again. Right. Tattooed on the palm of your hand. So this is, this is, but this is what. We're gonna have each week now. Yeah. We got Sammy. We got her right. energy. We probably got her not humor, as much in depth Panthers. Talk. Thirty minutes of football. Oh. Right. I tell you what. <laughs> if they win the Super Dick Bowl, joke. it's gonna be more yeah. Panthers right. talk. I'll I, get I'll get one of the big jokers in here from the team. Oh Which, yeah, you should. Yeah, they said Khalil is the biggest uh, prankster. Really? Wouldn't expect that. Matt Khalil. Ryan Khalil. Ryan Khalil. Right. They're brothers, right? The one right. plays in Minnesota. Right. And this is Ryan. This here. Not all white guys look alike. That, well, most brothers do though. <laughs> I don't know. My my brothers don't look alike. I look like one of my brothers more than the other, but them two together. What's the don't story look with like. the third one? Why didn't he look like y'all? I don't know. He's probably adopted. No, he looks like my mom, and I look like the perfect blend of my mom and dad. And my other brother looks like my dad. Oh, okay. So I was I'm the perfect child. In conclusion, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Oh, I, these student loan people—they've been interrupting right. me the I'm whole podcast. Again. I know, stu- right? It's all 800 loan, numbers in Sally Mae. Pornhub. It's like, whatever. when are they going to get the hint? I don't got it. <laughs> I'm not picking right. up the call. I should just get in vogue to play on my machine. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. You're not getting it. Whoa, 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 whoa. You should just answer with that every week. <laughs> and they'll think it's a recording. It, <laughs> That's what you should do. And then when they go, hello, just keep singing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Who knew he had a singing career in his future? Oh, we could have. No, he's, he, he's, it doesn't take much to get Will to sing. Oh, I'll sing any time. Put, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it, we, is it always in vogue or? We had, no. we had Gary Valentine, the last person you would have expected to suddenly end up in singing. And all of a sudden, Will is, is doing, uh, who was it? Who was I singing? Jeffrey Osborne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was can, singing Jeffrey can Osborne. Can you woo, woo, woo? Yeah. Can you woo, woo, woo? Because there was a viral video. Is it bad that I don't know who that is? Jeffrey Osborne? No. Okay. But he, but he, this guy was in a, uh, you, do you know who Gary Valentine is? Yes. Okay. No, you don't. I love Sammy. <laughs> I saw, see, Sammy and I are so connected already. That's I right. know what she's right. BSing me. He's, uh, he's Kevin James's brother. You know, right. Kevin James, King of Queens. Yes, I do know that. Paul Blart. Paul Blart. Well, Mock well, up. Yeah. Well, he's been in a lot of those movies and he's a stand up. Okay. So he was here and he has a viral video like him, D.L. Hughley, George Lopez, Cedric Entertainer at a wedding, somebody's wedding. And uh, they were all karaoke and singing songs. And he did Can You Woo Woo Woo? And it went oh. viral. Oh, okay. Like, it was so soulful. Like Gary was all in on that. So then I, I was giving him my version of Can You Woo Woo Woo? But I've sung a couple times. I, I expect to sing at your wedding. That's I do when you when well you that means that you'd be invited. And oh yeah, well you don't have to invite. I me. mean you I could just, be Brian's plus one. You could be Brian's plus one. Although Tara <laughs> might not like that. Because I, I, I just come and sing, or I sing background for whoever you got singing. I don't have anybody saying. What are you singing at what? my wedding? What do you want to hear? 
I would like to hear Baby Got Back. I, I got to learn the words. Right, but you've got to do it in an R&B way. It can't be the rap. Oh, so it's like... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. No, I want to hear this. Please. <laughs> no? All right. Uh, Yeah, well, next time we'll have some background A boys music to men me. style. Yeah, I was That's thinking boys right. to men. But Baby Got Back, boys to men style. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I should be a, a music producer. Genius. I think we could put that together, Brian. We can make it happen. So yeah. if I am here next week, do you know who your guest is? Or who our guest is? Do you like see? See? see you in there. Yes. Uh, yeah. Scheduled to appear would be Piff the Magic Dragon next week. And in his picture, he has a doggy. True. Is the dog going to come for the podcast? Because I might be more interested in the dog just because I'm a dog person. Mm, good question. I would imagine the, the the dog will be in town. I don't know if uh, the dog. Will well, be I'm not coming to the podcast unless the dog's here. So, well, I'm divaing. She's already in. The, she's already diva in this whole situation. <laughs> That's right, Brian. This podcast has gone two hours. Yeah, we got, <laughs> we should wrap this up. I gotta go to work. <laughs> at, at some point, we need to start making plugs for like charities. This is a telethon. Yeah. We're doing. Well, you already <laughs> said. Grandkids, so that's one. We're, that's we are. We plugged one right. charity, Anybody? and I'm trying to go to the Super Bowl. There's enough GoFundMe's. We need a know. GoFundMe for you going to the Super Bowl. Uh, no, we do not. And no? I, I would punch somebody in the genitals for doing that for me. <laughs> Get it started. Yeah, no. So he can take one. Wait, yeah, why? There's just too many. I mean, it's great. Yeah, whatever. But GoFundMe is that is not the purpose of it. They're Stop getting, it. They're getting a little crazy with them. Oh, they're getting crazy. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I can't pay my rent this month because I'm a lazy bastard. GoFundMe, like. Yeah, it's that's stupid. Yeah, I would never do a GoFundMe. Yeah. Um, so that's not yours. <laughs> no. Oh, all right. Moshe Kasher, who's a comic, uh, did uh, uh, like a, a funny GoFundMe. You know, I actually put it up on uh, GoFundMe, and and uh, but like you know, as a joke, you know, I don't want to pay my rent this month. You know, help me pay my rent, and people got. Uh, who just didn't get it people just got irate oh they thought it was serious uh, yeah they thought he was serious and uh, Moshe caught a lot of heat for that but it really? was very very funny just yeah, the way I, it was I, I if you read the whole thing you would yeah. know that he can't be serious yeah that's that's people taking themselves yeah. too seriously yeah. which yeah. is what he's, I don't he's a do. comic yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd have been like I this is not serious yeah. how much did we get five dollars <laughs> I'll take it <laughs> I will take that all in one bill please <laughs> it's like getting paid for comedy Brian that's right. He was making a joke. People paid him. Take Boom. It. You got to take it. You pay your rent with that. You, no, you can't pay the you rent. can't pay the rent that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's our catchphrase for the podcast, Sammy. We, we have a phrase. It's called can't pay the rent that way. So oh. if, if a story gets wild and crazy and it's just like, eh, can't pay the rent that way. Noted. I'm going to get that tatted on my forehead. <laughs> get it like thug life across your abdomen. I mean, I would, the... but I already have it there. Oh, you are. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's hug life because I'm a hugger. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot you did have that. I yep. forgot. So uh, this has been a Magical. fantastic show. This show whew, it's at least top 20. Top right? t- easily, yeah. Because yeah, you've I'll done 21 20. shows because then that's not funny. <laughs> at least, right? Uh, we are somewhere. We're a little over 30 shows, I believe. So this is top 20. Yeah. 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 This I is definitely I, top five for me. Top five. That well, <laughs> The next four are going to be there, too. Sammy can predict the future, ladies and gentlemen. Right. That's what you just found out on the podcast. Yep. But fun show. Uh, thanks to Paul Hooper. Yeah. Thanks to our our great, amazing new co-host, <laughs> thanks. Sammy Joe Francis. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Brian, for manning the the uh, wheels of steel, as I call them. And um, 
That's it. Big thanks to me, but you know, I mean, you could go yeah, all day talking about what yeah, I do. Right, right. So, bring to the table. thanks everybody for listening. We'll have a brand new episode next week. We are going to get out of here and peace out. Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the NC Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Hepburn, Lisa Barr, and Brian Baltashevitz. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs>